Welcome to Tatami Room, Season 2, Episode 5, Bars in Japan. Um, this is your host, Martin. So this week, I wanted to talk about uh, and discuss bars, bar culture in Japan. This is mostly through kind of my experience, um, and I'll also be highlighting some uh, specific bars that I've enjoyed going to or frequent. Uh, the stoic quote for this week's episode is by Seneca again. It is more civilized to make fun of life than to bewail it. So I like that quote for this week's episode, and I hope you do as well. The current events section for this week, um, I titled it More Chips on the Table, um, since it has to do with uh, chips manufacturing or semiconductor manufacturing, but I'll be talking more about that in just a minute. Quick personal update about me. I went to Kagoshima uh, this past weekend, um, a week ago, and uh, I had a I had a great trip. Serves as a little um, inspiration for this episode. Visited some cool bars there. Uh, did some shopping, um, and also I kind of realized what I was missing out on. Uh, you know, living in Nishinomote on an island, you just kind of get used to this sort of island rhythm, so to speak. Of um, I don't know. It's a fairly kind of secluded life. Uh, there's not not that relatively not that many things to do or places to be. And going back to Kagoshima, I kind of realized, wow, you know, missing out on some things. Um, and uh, <laughs> I had a kind of an epiphany as well while I was there is a lot of people I talk to, they tend to overestimate my age by, I don't know, like a good like three, four years, maybe even five years sometimes. And like, well, wow, you're, you you carry yourself like you're you're much older. And I was like, wow, that's great. You know, I'm I'm more mature. I mean, I guess I am. Most of the people that I, I interact with and hang out with are in their 30s and 35 years old or something like that. But it kind of made me think like, oh, this is not 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 good. You know, I'm 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 in my early 20s and I'm I'm living like I'm I'm a 35 year old. Maybe I gotta change some things up. But that's just kind of a, an interesting observation I had. In any case. Let's get started after a short break. All right, let's get things started. So first I wanted to talk about just kind of some overarching differences that I've noticed between bars in the United States and in Japan, for example. And then I'm going to move on to discussing three specific bars that I, I enjoy going to. So the differences. First off, um, you know, bar is still a bar. You can still order alcohol, but the selection in Japanese bars will be different. You will have access most of the time to things like shochu, nihonshu, and you can order shochu, for example, mizuari or oyuari, which is basically, you know, you split, you put a little bit of shochu in and add a little bit of water for mizuari and for oyuari, it's hot water. So that's a, an interesting drink. You just have hot water and then a little bit of shochu to top it off. And another popular drink here in Japan is what is called a highball. Um, I don't I didn't know what a highball meant when I first came here, but essentially it's either uh, water or club soda and uh, a little bit of uh, of whiskey um, to 
top it off where I guess you pour the whiskey in first and then the the club soda but that's that's a highball for you you got all kinds of them you can you can basically order almost anything um highball so it's it's quite a, a popular uh popular drink around here in terms of the the overall spacing of of the bars I think in contrast to some American bars the space is quite small so sometimes you'll have a place that's literally just the bar and a table or two i know of places that are literally just kind of a a u-shaped uh bar table and uh, that's it um it can be quite cramped um and also what i think is interesting to note is that some of these bars can be on the third or fourth floors of buildings like many restaurants in Japan as well, you know, they're kind of crammed into these uh, small buildings right next to each other. And so sometimes you'll be walking down the street, you know, you'll be looking at Google Maps trying to get to a restaurant or a bar. And Google Maps says you have arrived at your destination, you're looking around and, and the restaurant is nowhere to be found. Usually there'll be this big kind of signpost outside of the building that your restaurant or bar is located in. Um, and it'll have its name and it'll say what floor it's on. But you know, as uh, someone who's lived in the U.S., my first instinct is to just kind of scan the ground floor. And if it's if the the place is not, is not there, I'm like, wait, am I in the right spot? So that's just kind of an interesting uh, thing to note. I think it makes bars a little harder to find, makes restaurants bars a little harder to find at times. The role of bartenders, I would say, is also a little different here in Japan. While plenty of bartenders converse with you um, in America, I feel like in Japan, they almost explicitly have to. It's almost kind of part of the job. Uh, What um, I want to talk about with regards to that is there's a specific type of bar called a quote-unquote snack bar. Um, and this is usually where you'll have, uh, younger, attractive women serve drinks to patrons, um, and, uh, chat them up at the same time. Those, uh, those, uh, bartenders will come chat with you, talk to you, make conversation. Um, and that's literally their job as much as it is to serve you drinks it's kind of, hey, you know, talk to me, What what's going on? And uh, there's not, it's a, really a more kind of a social, a social thing. It's like, if you're coming in, you've had a long day at work, you just want someone to talk to, maybe you don't have that someone at home or something. I think many people are like, oh, I'm going to go to a snack bar, one that I frequent, and there'll be someone that's kind of there to talk to me while I have a drink or something like that. But that just kind of goes to show that in Japan, I feel like bartenders, you know, they're going to they're gonna come talk to you. They're going to come holler at you. Um, so just be prepared for that. <clears throat> um, one more, one final thing about <laughs> snack bars. I don't know where the name snack comes from, but I think it might be that um, there's these little snacks. Uh, usually they're they're free um, that that you get served with your drink. So they're kind of like little saltine crackers or um, just little chips or something like that. But it's just basically something for you to munch on while uh, you're drinking uh, drinking your drink. Um, what I noticed is they're usually pretty salty, which you know enhances uh, your your thirst, so makes you drink more. So I, th- I think it's kind of a, a clever little ploy on the on the part of the bars. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. <clears throat>
The final thing I wanted to talk about with uh, you know the role of the bartenders is when I was in Kagoshima, um, I was just uh, my two friends they ended up going home earlier than I did, and so I was just finishing my drink up at the bar. I was about to head home, but the bartender was playing a game, a, card, a random card game. It involved drinking with uh, some other guests, and he literally just came over and said, "Hey, do you want to play?" And it's very nice, and just basically invited me into the game, and I had a great time. And so I think that. I don't know. I've, maybe I just haven't been to that many bars in America, and maybe uh, American bartenders also talk to you this amount. But for me, I think the the I think I can notice a difference between the amount that you got talked to or interacted with uh, by the bartender in America as compared to uh, Japan. Uh, another difference that I think is uh, interesting to note is interacting with others. Um, again, it's not unheard of to kind of interact with someone at the bar in America either. But you know, in Japan, if you're sitting at the bar, it's especially if you're alone, it's almost expected that you're going to chat with other people. Almost like you know, the bartender is expected to chat with you. Um, it's uh, don't be surprised if you know you go to a bar, even with your friends, or you go to a bar alone. Especially um, someone who's kind of sitting next to you. They if they see a foreigner, they're gonna be like, oh, you know, where are you from? You know, oh, can you speak Japanese? They'll be impressed with any Japanese that you utter. So even if I feel like. You know, even if you just really try your best and get a, the the couple Japanese phrases that you know off your chest, they'll be very impressed. But um, if you sit at the bar, people will talk to you. They'll uh, they'll chat you up. Um, yeah, it's within reason. It's almost expected that you will converse with the others sitting there. Um, I feel like in America, if you did that, some people might be like, "Hey, piss off! I'm just here to kind of uh, enjoy my drink." Um, and what this, uh, I think, a conclusion that I've drawn from this is that people go to bars almost for for explicitly for social interactions. I think going alone to a bar in America is seen as like, oh, he's so lonely. You know, that's kind of sad. You know, you see someone sitting at the bar alone, like, oh no, like they must be going through it. Uh, they must be down bad. Uh, versus, I think here in Japan, it's like, oh, you go to a bar alone. It's you're there to talk to someone, whether that's the bartender, other guests, or you're just there to meet other people. Um, for people that are interested in coming to Japan, um, <laughs> beware of the ojisans, um, older dudes. They will probably come uh, try and chat with you, uh, maybe even buy you a drink. I think the <laughs> older older gentlemen. They maybe don't have the social inhibitions that uh, some of the younger people might have, or they just don't care. But they'll more f freely come up to you and and chat you up and whatnot. Um, that has been my experience. I've had um, some older guys pull up and be like, "Hey, like, who are you? Where you know? What are you about? What are you doing here?" Kind of. Um, so just keep a heads up. And I think this will happen to you know guys or girls, whether they want to know more about you or they want to hit on you. Um, just kind of keep a heads up about that. Another difference between uh, the U.S. and Japan is that they have a thing called nomi hōdai, 
um, and at the price, the price of beverages. Um, nomi hodai is basically all you can drink. Um, some have a time period. So let's, let's say maybe you can go in and it's like, oh, all you can drink is this amount and it's for the entire night. Or, oh, it's all you can drink, but you only have, it's every hour you need to pay this amount. Um, there's usually a nomi hodai menu. So it's not all drinks, but it's usually a pretty wide variety, wide selection of drinks that you can order off the all you can drink or nomi hodai menu. Uh, I do want to say that the nomi hodai is quite expensive for me, but if you're coming and you're going to be paying in dollars, it might be pretty well worth it. So staying at a bar for a couple hours, having a couple drinks, that'll get you maybe 3,000 yen, 5,000 yen. So that's about 20 to 35 dollars. I feel like 20 to 35 dollars, that's, you know, if, uh, if you're going to a bar in America, that's like, you know, you're getting a couple of drinks versus that that twenty to thirty five dollars will go a long way here in uh, in Japan. I feel like final kind of difference before I move on to talking about the the bars that I enjoy is the the activities that they have in the bars. I feel like this is one where maybe U.S. and Japan are a little bit more similar. Um, you know, there's I've been to a, a bar that had a pool table, one that had darts. Uh, but one thing that I think is different is karaoke is a very common. Almost all bars will have a karaoke machine. Um, it might not be in use um, the entire time, but um, I think there's not one bar that I can recall that did not have a karaoke machine um, in case people were interested in singing. But like I said, darts, pool table as well sometimes, um, both in the U.S. and uh, in Japan here. Uh, yeah, I think karaoke is kind of the um, main attraction in terms of uh, activities. Um, yeah. Now I want to move on to talking about three bars I've been to give them a, a quick little review. Um, the first one, I would have to say this one's my favorite, is called Orugoru. Um, I'm friends with the owner here on Tanegashima. I've gone out to uh, eat with them and whatnot. But this is a great bar. It's kind of a saloon uh, almost. Um, but the staff have always taken care of me. I think they do that to basically all the patrons. You know, make sure you're not never kind of super out of order. Uh, staff are very friendly. It's always a great, safe, and fun environment. Um, like I said, the interior has kind of like a saloon slash lounge kind of feeling to it. And the snacks they provide um, are quite tasty. So I like that as well. And the negatives about the bar is I would say the karaoke is a bit noisy. So in this bar, when the karaoke is on, talking to even if it's another table that's singing the karaoke, if you want to talk to your friend, it's a little challenging. So that's a little um, I don't enjoy that aspect and um about the price uh it is on the pricier end although i do have to say on many occasions i have uh been saved by some uh, kind oji sons who uh they after talking to me they uh, end up paying for my drink i'm not saying this is very often but it has happened before <laughs> um the, the overall rating for orugoru i say uh, i give it an 8.5 out of 10 i really enjoy it um, the next bar I wanted to talk about is, I labeled this as the true snack bar, and this is called Lounge Blow, kind of an interesting name, but the interior is literally just a bar table. There's no kind of 
other tables is just you sit at the bar. Um, there's usually, I think, like one or two male serv servers and several uh, girls that are also bartending. But, you know, their job is also to chat with the patrons and uh, interact with them. Um, there's karaoke uh, as well. And the way this bar works is you have one, there's, um, the, the price is basically, it's the same every time. You have a one hour increment of nomi hodai. So for one hour, you buy in um, and you get all you can drink. But that one, one hour buy-in is uh, 3,500 yen. So it's 3,500 yen per hour, which, you know, that, that's about a little over uh, $20 for someone in the U.S. But with my salary, that's kind of a you know, I can't be doing that every night, or not even every weekend, basically. The negatives about um, the lounge blow is the price and that the space is small. Um, having a small space, especially when people can and will smoke uh, tobacco uh, inside sometimes is a, is a negative. I'll give it kind of a, a six out of 10. Um, it's uh, the blow lounge, lounge blow is not really my vibe, uh, but I did have a lot of fun when, uh, when I went with my, uh, my friend Marco. We had, a, we had an excellent time. Um, well, we had, an, we had quite an adventure when we went there. So the last bar I wanted to talk about is called Muichimon. Um, this is my Kagoshima choice. Um, I've only been once, but I had a I had a great time. The they have food options as well, um, and a kitchen as well, which I think in comparison to Origoru and Lounge Blow, I think it's uh, I think it's different. Um, and the thing I enjoyed most about Muichimon is they had darts. So. Uh, fun little story is I was playing darts and I like to win. I like to compete. And so my friend was like, Hey, why don't you play this person sitting at the bar? Um, and I was like, sure, why not? So, um, the, this uh, woman that I played against, I ended up getting absolutely smoked. Turns out this, uh, girl, it was this girl's day off, but she works at the bar and she plays darts and she'd been in darts competitions before, which she had won. Um, so there was one game I got close, but uh, <laughs> I, I I got kind of destroyed um, in the other game. And the way we played was if you lost, you had to drink a tequila shot. So um, I ended up uh, consuming a, a, a rather large quantity of alcohol that night. In any case, the, the staff at Muichimon are very friendly. And I'm not entirely sure about the price because I think... I don't know if my friend chipped in or how much they he chipped in, but I, I think I would say it's fairly average. It wasn't wasn't too expensive, I don't think. Negatives about Muichimon, I'm honestly not sure yet since I only went once, and so I haven't gotten too much of a feel for this place. Um, the rating, I'd say give it about an 8 out of 10 for now, preliminary 8 out of 10. I'm going to do some more research when I'm back in Kagoshima again. Um, but yeah, I wanted to talk a, about at least one bar in Kagoshima, um, just because uh, the other two are in Nishinomote, the Blow Lounge and Orugoru are both here on the island. So Muichimon is my, uh, my, my off-island pick, you could say. Any case, thank you for listening so far. I'll be back in a moment with the current events section talking about uh, semiconductors and chips. Um, see you in a bit. 
right, so more, more chips on the table is what I titled this section, but the kind of headline news and the reason for this current event section is that TSMC, the world's largest contract chip maker um, from Taiwan, is opening up or has opened a plant manufacturing plant in Kumamoto Prefecture in Japan. Uh, coincidentally, Kumamoto is just one prefecture uh, north of Kagoshima in Kyushu. Um, and I've actually been to and uh, visited uh, Kumamoto City and uh, Kumamoto Prefecture. Um, but a little context for this is that chips or semiconductors are becoming incredibly valuable in today's world. They're used in things like AI, self-driving cars, satellites, etc., just to name a few. Um, and TSMC in Taiwan produces about 50% of chips worldwide. However, um, as some of you are probably aware, China is threatening Taiwan and uh, this is basically putting pressure on TSMC to move outside of Taiwan in case anything uh, bad happens. In any case, the new plant up in Kumamoto is owned by JASM, which is Japan Advanced Semiconductor Manufacturing. Uh, TSMC is a majority shareholder with uh, Sony and uh, Toyota and some other companies also having shares. The construction was quite fast. The construction began in 2022 and finished in 2024. Uh, the first chips uh, should be out by the end of this year in 2024. Now, the Japanese government has heavily subsidized the plant's construction. Uh, they, I think, funded uh, or shouldered about 40% uh, of the construction costs um, for the Kumamoto plant. And Japan is already looking to build a second plant in Kumamoto for more advanced chips. Um, they have made up to 732 billion yen available in subsidies for the second plant. So why is Japan so <laughs> invested in this? Why is the Japanese taxpayer putting up this much money for these plants? And uh, one reason is to potentially revive the faltering Japanese semiconductor industry. So uh, Japan used to have quite a strong semiconductor industry, I think back in the 80s, 90s. But then they kind of started to fall off and it's been all TSMC for quite a while. Um, and reviving an industry uh, of a key good like semiconductors is quite important. Additionally, um, they're aiming to reach 15 trillion yen in semiconductor sales by the year 2030. And uh, yeah, like I said, chips are important. So Japan is really pushing this uh, TSMC plant agenda. Now, one another question you might ask is why is TSMC choosing Japan? So the Taiwan-based company could have opened up a location in Europe or America. Why is it choosing Japan? Um, first of all, it is geographically closer than other alternatives like the US and Germany. Though right now, I believe maybe in Arizona, yeah, I think Arizona is trying to build a TSMC plant of their own and one is uh, already uh, being constructed in Germany as well. 
Another thing to note is that construction is very fast here in Japan. I mean, construction only took 22 months here,、um, which for construction, you know, you know, you're looking at it in terms of like, well, that's almost two years, it's a long time, but for construction, that's a pretty, pretty fast, rapid pace. Um, you know, in comparison to the US, where negotiations、uh, have held up development and there's the plant is still not、uh, operational there, you know, it's nice to have kind of a, a faster, speedier、um, construction alternative like Japan available、uh, for TSMC. <clears throat> Finally,、uh, another reason why TSMC chose Japan or、uh, is continuing to invest in Japan is that they might be looking to ally Taiwan closer to Japan so it is more protected from China. You know, now that Japan has、uh, TSMC plants here, they are quite. You know,、uh, interested in protecting, you know, TSMC and、uh, Taiwan, for example. So maybe if China becomes more threatening, Japan might be willing to、uh, kind of help、uh, to help a little more now that there's a couple plants or there's at least one plant in、uh, Kumamoto that is operated by TSMC.、Um, this is all good, you know, all happy. Uh, but there's one kind of caveat to this whole thing. you know, Japan has secured the, the semiconductor plant, maybe looking to boost their industry. This is a key good. TSMC has picked a good location and can kind of ally or closer to Japan in the process. What is one thing that kind of might throw、uh, kind of a wrench in these plans is that,、um, you know, not, the, not that the plant is done. Who is going to run it? Who is going to operate it? Unfortunately, here in Japan, there's a possible shortage of engineers here. So, you know, even if you have a plant, if there's no one there to actually oversee the manufacturing of these semiconductors, of these chips, that will be a problem. Additionally, Japanese university students are increasingly gravitating towards software rather than hardware. You know, they're more interested in the kind of programming jobs that are, you know, the yeah, software based as opposed to something like semiconductors, which is, you know, very hardware based, looking to construct those and manufacture those a little semiconductor. Those little chips. So that's a potential problem,、um, but we'll see. Like I said, the first chips should be out,、uh, first semiconductors should be out by the end of 2024. So hopefully that goes off without a hitch. But overall, I would say that securing and being able to successfully construct a TSMC、uh, semiconductor plant here in Japan is kind of a major victory for both parties, that being TSMC as well as. Japan. And with that being said, let's cut to the closing section. Thank you all for making it to the end of the episode. I want to close things out with the word of the week, which is Sakai Sugisa. Sakai Sugisa. So this word kind of has three components, I would say. First being Sakai, which means society. Shugi, which means principle or doctrine, and the final、uh, part, sha, means kind of a person.、Um, it's kind of, I would say, the Japanese version of 
something something ishin like pediatrician, beautician, physician. Um, they have it for things like isha, which is a doctor, and kagaksha, which is a scientist. And uh, I haven't revealed what this word means yet, but uh, see if you can take a guess right now. Shakai shigisha. This word means uh, socialist. Um, and the reason for this is I've been on, uh, I've been investing my time fairly heavily into Duolingo. And this was one of the random words that uh, appeared on there. And I thought it'd be, uh, <laughs> it, was, it was quite funny. And it would be interesting to share it with you all. So, Shakai Sugisha is your word of the week. Your stat of the week is uh, 5,000 yen. That's the price of a hotel per night in Kagoshima. It's on the cheaper end, I'd say about 35-ish dollars, but that's just kind of my go-to hotel at least is 5,000 yen per night. Very affordable. I like it. Um, thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode. Hope you learned something new. Hope you enjoyed listening. Um, I will be back in two weeks. Please do consider subscribing if you haven't already. And uh, as always, peraspera ad astra. <laughs>